0: What's up everybody, let's talk about the Enneagram. To stay tuned and up to date with my future videos, please give this video a like and subscribe to my channel. I make new videos every single week. So on today's episode, I thought that it would be super fun to go over some memes of my Enneagram personality type that I found online. I did a video previously comparing and contrasting INFJ personality type with autism. And so I wanted to make this like a little mini series where I go over personality tests types that might be correlated to autism. This is not scientific fact, this is literally just you know, philosophical, thinking about what personality type I personally have as a woman with autism, and kind of going over those traits, talking about how certain personality types correlates to my autistic traits. That is one of my most popular videos to this day. I think a lot of the people who find my channel actually find it through trying to research INFJ and autism, the correlation between the two. And so I think this video is going to be super interesting for those who do not know my Enneagram personality type is a four wing five. I will put my Enneagram chart up here. As you can see everyone's chart I feel like is relatively balanced out but you could see my chart is very much so four and five and the other numbers are not really it doesn't even compare. The four and five is almost equal but the four is a little bit higher than the five on my chart. so technically that would mean I'm a four wing five. I will link all of the videos down below that I watched to understand and get to know my Enneagram personality type because this was super helpful for me years ago when I discovered Enneagram. I would listen to this one specific YouTuber and also just like all these other YouTubers I found online who specializes in talking about Enneagram. There's also channels who compare and contrast Enneagram personality types with like movie characters, TV show characters. And I feel like this is such a beautiful, fun way to learn and reflect on your own specific personality types, who you are as a person, especially because when you have autism, it's helpful to have something that you watch and can observe outside of yourself that is somewhat similar to yourself in order to add that much needed perspective as to who you are, maybe how others view you, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, all of that good yummy stuff. But other than that, let's get into some of these memes that I have saved and talk about what I think about them. So I think to start off, I just want to put the basic Enneagram diagram that goes over all of the personality types. From one all the way through nine, as you can see, my highest numbers are four, which is the individualist. The characteristics of a four is having a strong sense of identity, passionate about self-expression, may feel a sense of emptiness. Ooh, this uh, this chart's uh, reading me to filth today. Sense of emptiness. That's that could be accurate definitely accurate. 4s? Do you guys relate to that? The next number that I am highest on is 5 and that is the investigator. In-depth knowledge on specific subjects of interest, thinks extensively before speaking, (laughs) withdrawn extremely independent. Wow. If that is not like an autistic trait, I do not know what is. Of course, like these are not autistic traits but I do think these are characteristics that come naturally to an individual as a result to having autism in today's society, if that makes sense. For example, like being a withdrawn person, being very independent is not just an autistic trait, but I think a lot of autistic individuals have to be somewhat withdrawn and independent because they learn that they need to be self-sufficient. It's hard for us to relate to just general society and fit in. You guys know what I'm saying. Okay, so I found this little picture that kind of breaks down the differences between a four wing three and a four wing five. I am a four wing five and it says that I am intellectual, reserved, observant, curious, self-reliant in comparison to four wing three which is ambitious, outgoing, lively, extravagant, persuasive. That does not sound like me at all. Like. I am not here to persuade you. I am not here to make a scene. If you believe what you believe, that's cool, that's you. And as long as we respect our differences, we're good. I definitely feel like I am reserved. And this is interesting because I've had my best friend once tell me that, that I seem like a very reserved person. Which I remember when I first heard that, I was so confused because I feel like my perception of myself is very open. Like, I love to just be open to all types of ideas, conversations. I don't like to close myself off to something just because it's not normal or not really talked about or not many people believe it. If anything, I try to close myself off to things that are widely accepted and known and be more open to things that are not really explored that often. I like the idea of like not committing to a certain belief, but just being open to learning all different types of opinions, beliefs, and systems and things like that. Because of that general open-mindedness and openness to just being curious and learn and not have to commit to a specific cause and things like that when my friend told me i was a reserved person i was genuinely confused but i think that was good because it's always nice to hear other people's um, observations of you especially if they're someone you love and respect and trust because it's a good way to reflect on yourself and how you come across to others and this was before i was diagnosed with autism so at the time you have to understand I was still masking to a pretty high capacity. Not to the furthest extent that I've masked before, but I was still putting on masks in order to socialize. And so when he told me I was reserved, I had a few thoughts. One, I was discouraged because from my perspective, I put so much effort to mask and come across a certain way, like more lively, making sure my tone of voice sounds more warm. Also like my facial expressions, I tried to adjust my body language as well to feel more warm and so if I'm putting in all that effort to do that and someone is still saying I'm a reserved person that was a little bit discouraging to hear not gonna lie because I'm just like I can never win basically like I literally tire myself out so much to come across a certain way and people still think i'm somewhat cold and reserved and things like that which is something i was actively trying to not do but sometimes like even myself i'll say something and inside i feel very loving and caring and empathetic but the way it sounds is so just like monotone and i'm just in my own mind i'm like oh my god why can't i ever like get my outward you know, tonality and facial expressions to match what I feel inside. That was something I was reflecting on when he said that comment. After the diagnosis, I think I just felt such a deep sense of peace with finally knowing why I was always so reserved. I think this is why learning more about autism and getting a diagnosis could be so helpful because if i had not gotten my diagnosis i would still be to this day trying to figure out ways to not come across reserved to come across more warm things like that but now that i can understand my autism more it's brings a little bit more comfort as to, you know, if I come across monotone, if I don't sound as warm as I feel inside, I'm okay with that because that's just who I am and I don't have to fix it. I don't have to do anything otherwise. The people around me as well should understand that, which they do, but it's just like letting go of that responsibility to be someone other than yourself. There's ways to communicate yourself to another person and to get them to understand you and how you truly feel without having to be someone else. And that's honestly what a lot of the journey is like when you're diagnosed and you're discovering your autism is who can you finally be as an authentic autistic person and how can you stop doing those things that you did before to become another person, to be more understood? There's totally ways for you to be understood and be authentic to yourself. But all of that comes with knowledge, right? Which is the purpose of watching videos like this and the purpose of personality tests and being self-aware and reflecting and all that good stuff. So the next trait is observant. I feel like that is definitely one of the characteristics that is a result of autism. Of course, all types of people with autism are going to be different. But for the people who relate to me and for myself... I feel like because we have that social deficit and also different ways of processing and experiencing the world through our sensory experience, we tend to be a lot more observant than holistic people because we are so sensitive. I find a lot of autistic people learned to constantly be hyper tuned into the environment around them and the people around them, even if those people have nothing to do with us. So for example, sometimes when I'm at a restaurant or out in public, usually people would just concentrate on who they're hanging out with, right? But for me, I I can't help but to tune into the hundreds of conversations going on around me. I could literally just hear it. Like objectively, I hear all the conversations so clearly, but also I can't help but to just like people watch too and get distracted. I think this could also just be an ADHD thing, but I noticed that if I'm not careful, I end up getting sucked into the environment around me too much to a point where I start to become very hyper-vigilant and just like very sensitive to that. And I start to get really drained super, super fast. And I think that's just a result of having to constantly interpret social situations all the time, constantly having to be super aware and interpreting in every single social situation, even if it's with your family and friends, people you're comfortable with, right? That interpretation part of your brain cannot just be turned off. And so because that switch is constantly turned on, we're just naturally observant people, even though we don't want to be, and even though it could be very, very draining, i So I definitely think I resonate with that. And that's something I also had to practice as well, like turning that part of my brain off and just allowing myself to not have to interpret, not have to tune in with everything and everyone around me to just concentrate on who I'm with and who's in front of me as much as possible. Of course, like sometimes that's just hard to do and impossible to do. And that's why it's so important to tune in with yourself to see what type of environments and situations make you feel feel anxious and makes it harder for you to be calm and just tune in with yourself and the other person so that you could, as much as you can, avoid certain types of environments and people that can trigger you to feel super anxious, spike your blood pressure and all that good stuff. Curious, I think that's definitely something I resonate with. Something I've noticed is that holistic people tend to just accept things and not question it. They just tend to accept how something is, how someone is, their beliefs, without actually questioning it. I don't know why that is, but I could explain it from an Autistic person's point of view. When you have that social deficit and you have a harder time understanding, like, a social norm, another person in a social situation that is different from yourself, that creates a natural sense of curiosity because you are having to understand them. And so, because you need to understand them, you have to question, well, why do they think that? Why do they do that? And that process right there, of interpreting and trying to understand creates a natural sense of curiosity. I noticed that throughout my life, in order for me to interpret people, to know what to say, to know what to do, to know how to script, to know how to carry myself, I have to one, constantly interpret people and constantly have to be curious about people and try to get to the bottom of something and try to understand it. And if I don't understand it, I need to figure out the answers or else I'm just going to be lost like objectively speaking as an autistic person I'm just going to be completely lost and not know what to do what to say and how to act it's kind of like that investigator like getting your answers type of personality that I think goes along with this curiosity is like in order to just know what to do and how to respond you have to know what's going on get the answers and what drives that is just being a curious person right And so the next thing on this is self-reliant. I definitely relate to that. I've been told so many times by people who are close to me in my personal life that I am so hyper-independent and that's the feedback I've been getting a lot lately, like the past few months. Every time something like that is being repeated, I feel like that's the universe trying to tell me to really tune into the feedback I'm getting and reflect on it. Like, what does that mean to me? How do I feel about it? do I want to make adjustments to be different? I've had multiple friends you know, say things like, I never knew you were going through something, Irene. I assume that you're always okay because you're so independent and you never really show that you're struggling outwardly to anyone. You never really reach out for help. My last partner as well told me that I need to rely on people more. I need to rely on my family. I need to rely on my friends. I can't just go through everything on my own. While I was reflecting, on that I realized like how hyper independent I really was and I think I lost sight of that for a long time because of course if you're dealing with everything on your own it's hard to have that outside perspective And so when people in my life that I really care about were telling me I'm hyper-independent, it made me realize how autism really affected this and also just outside of autism, like my own personal circumstances growing up, you know? I always felt like people didn't really understand me, but also taking responsibility for myself I think I didn't know how to communicate what I was going through and what I needed to others either. Like it's a two-way street, right? I can't just sit here and blame other people for not understanding me. I also have to take responsibility for the fact that I didn't know how to communicate to other people how to understand me and and how to show up for me either, which is something I'm still figuring out to this day. And I think every autistic person and autistic person still has to continually figure out But I felt like what became my norm is to just kind of go off on my own when I'm hurt and to heal myself and when I'm finally better to come out of that cave and to show up in people's lives again and be ready to mask and script and connect. I feel like independence and self-regulation is not necessarily a bad thing, but I do think it really takes a toll on a person and on your mental health because we're humans. We're not meant to do this by ourselves. We're not meant to be alone. It's gonna be okay, Appa. I have to leave, but I'm gonna be back
1: soon with help. No sudden movements. He's been lost for a while and he looks like he's hurt. He's shy around people and scared. Stay low and stay quiet.
0: We're meant to connect somehow, whether that's to other people, to animals, to earth, to nature. Like We're meant to constantly connect to some sort of energy source. And when a lot of autistic individuals are constantly being taught to just like go off on their own and self isolate and regulate themselves all on our own like to a whole other extent. Like I'm sure there's people out there who are naturally more introverted and independent but I find that especially autistic individuals like it's independence to a whole other extent. Give them some space a lot of autistic people will literally have like no friends and that's pretty common or like one friend or you know no family to support them and no people around them like no community no no tribe and no trigger warning here but autistic individuals are more likely to struggle with depression anxiety and also rates because Depression and anxiety and mental health affect how you can show up objectively in your life and other people's lives. If you're not having fulfilling friendships, relationships, if you're not able to go to work, make money, make ends meet because you're constantly burnt out and struggling with your mental health, it really makes you feel hopeless, right? And so... In that sense, I strongly believe that self-reliance, hyper-independence can only get you so far. Appa, it's me, Suki. I'm a friend. And I think we all hit a point where we realize this. We might not know why, but we feel like a sense of chronic fatigue and chronic burnout where we just get this general feeling of like, I can't do this anymore. And I don't know how to get out of this, but I know that there's something that needs to change. I feel drained all the time. I feel lonely, but I don't know how to connect with people and find my tribe because I'm so tired and I don't know if I can even find people to connect with in a way that is energizing rather than depleting, right? And so I think this is something for us all to reflect on with how independent we are. I think for a lot of us, it is a survival instinct, but it's such a survival instinct that it could become a detriment to our survival, ironically. I wanna help you. You're hurt. We can help you feel better. So I do think if you're an adult who was diagnosed with autism later in life, start to think about what your hyper-independence means to you and how you could start to rely on people around you again. It's possible, it's possible to have people around you that are gonna be there for you in the ways that you need. It's possible to not be so burnt out all the time. It's possible to have a better, more balanced life that makes you feel supported, makes you feel good and makes you feel comfortable. Okay, so this one is super interesting. (laughs) It shows Joe Goldberg from the show You on Netflix, and it says that he's a four wing five and also an INFJ, and I am both of those personality types. When I saw this, I laughed because You is one of my favorite TV shows that I watch. It's kind of like messed up because of what the show's about. For those who don't know, the guy is a little bit crazy and um, he does things to people that unalives them. What I find so comforting about the show is that Joe is the main character and the way he narrates and the way he thinks and his thought processes is so familiar to me.
1: I think we are on a roll. I think we should go all night. How do I get out now without this six foot one baby throwing a tantrum? How much longer to the campsite? Nothing bonds you for life like getting the altitude shits together. Why is male small talk so terrible? (laughs) Will, ask him how much he wants. In times of triangulation, it's best to stay awkwardly quiet.
0: Like the way he just kind of like is always thinking about something and in every social interaction, his thought process is so detailed and so analytical.
1: But hey, safest neighborhood in the Golden State. And who wouldn't sell their soul for that? You know, the guys come and train with me, I'm a monster. you love it. Is he flirting with me or inviting me to join Fight Club? I read to the kids there. You and Henry should join sometime. It's fun. We can carpool. Maybe. I'd rather lose another finger than carpool with Mormon Neville Longbottom. I'll see you there. Yeah. Well, that was only mildly debasing.
0: The way he observes people and social interactions, I always felt a deep resonance with the way he thinks, not the, the unaliving part of people. And other aspects of him, but just like how he kind of interprets social interactions.
1: Come with me to Harold Knight after work. I'm talent scouting. An improv show? I'd rather watch a cat massacre. That sounds dope. Check it, comrade. Well, it's a script. <sighs> mm. Is that Blue Day Chanel? No, Carrie, it's soap.
0: Of course, I'm not having the same exact thoughts, but just like that thought process is so similar. He can't just like be, he can't just like exist. Like there always has to be that dialogue in his head. And I'm reading myself at this point. You can't read yourself. How the hell can you read somebody else? Thank you. Throwing shade at myself. It's almost like this aspect of like we take things too seriously. We take ourselves too seriously. We take others too seriously because we're constantly over-intellectualizing things. And I think that could come across as like being pretentious. Like, come on, guy. Live a little bit. Just let loose. Like, it's not that serious. I definitely resonate with that. And I definitely am self-aware on, on that as well. There's moments where I'm like, why can't I just be a simple person right now and not have to constantly interpret things? and over things. I'm sure Joe thinks that way as well, because all his social interactions are so calculated and over-interpreted and things like that.
1: Come for the spring lettuce mix. Stay for the perfect life that could be yours if you just spend enough. Her blog slash podcast slash brand heart-shaped mistakes kill me.
0: I caught him cheating.
1: Oh good, we're diving right in.
0: How have you been?
1: Oh, I'm fine, bored, trapped in Pleasantville, aging so fast.
0: All right, you guys. So this brings us to the end of this video. I hope today's topic was super interesting to you guys. I'd be curious to know how many of you guys are four-wing fives like me. But other than that, I will see you guys on next week's video. Bye, guys.